All right, guys. Like I said, my bad. Usually I like to have a video ahead of time, and I had a good one of her explaining of, of Heather here. Uh, welcome to the show. Hello. Hey, she was uh, explaining in the video that I had, and you can kind of dig in on this real quick if you want to, um, about what the county commissioners are doing. They're suing the state because of redistricting. That was the video I was going to play. Um, because was it two people that are up for, they're technically not up for reelection, but because of the redistricting scenario, they are. Now they're suing the state using Pinellas County tax dollars. That That's pretty the gist of it. Um, <laughs> this year, it's supposed to be districts um, two, four, and six. And because it's a redistricting year and the map, I guess, got changed, five and seven have to rerun. And they are actually due in 2024 to, to be up for election. And I guess they they don't like it. So they decided that they they called it, you know, during the business meeting, um, they called it to a vote. And two said, no, we're not suing the state. And one recused herself and the other said, no, we're we're going to sue because they, from my understanding, they think it's because uh, a certain state legislator is going to have benefit. And then that's their reasoning for suing. That's confusing. Cause this is the County commission, not the state legislature. There's a state legislator who's going to run for the, one of the seats. He's Am turned out to ask. It's well, I mean, it's public knowledge. You can go on votepanelist.com. His name pops up under District 5 for running, and it's Chris Lapala. I would have been right. I would have been right. Interesting. Hmm, interesting. That's so I, I equated it to, like, I'm going to take my toys from the sandbox, and you can't play with them because, you know, it's not fair kind of thing. I mean, if you want to sue as thinking that you're – I mean, if you want to use your own money and hire your own attorney and sue, that's fine. But don't use taxpayer money for your own personal financial gain. Man, right out the jump. Welcome to the show, Heather. I think you're going to be well-loved by, uh, by, by my audience. You're cut from the same thread. I know we've, we've only personally met, uh, at, I think, once, at least once. I know for a fact uh, you were at one of our January 6th Jeremy Brown protests. That's where I saw you initially. Um, have we met previous to that? Any of I don't believe so. No, that's okay. Um, and how do you, is it Vernillo or is it Vernillo? It's Vernillo. Oh, dang it. Okay. I'll get it right from now on. Uh, names are important. I, I, I didn't know if it was uh span. Is it Italian then? Yes. Okay. So that's, that changes it. Two L's in, uh, Spanish is uh, a Y. <laughs> so, well, cool. Um, I definitely I appreciate you coming on. I know it's cool. Like you're you're running for the same position. I just had somebody on the other day, uh, Wednesday actually. It's running for county commission here in our county. The only difference, other than obviously he's Hillsborough and you're Pinellas, is that he's countywide and you're county specific. So we're mm -hmm. gonna we're gonna learn a little bit of the difference tonight and kind of you know how yours is more. Yours is more focused. It, it is. Like, you're not speaking on behalf of all of Pinellas. You could be in the future, but at least for right now, uh, you're speaking on behalf of your district. Um, the the first question I, I have, how many – so we have seven, seven districts. Uh, three of them are countywide, and we are a 5-2 split Democrat to Republican. What are you, How many districts do you guys have in Pinellas? 
I believe we're exactly the same. Um, the seven districts with two Republicans. Dang. So this is, look, to all the audience out there, this actually is more common than people realize. And it's because we've been focused on what I call the Hollywood elites, which is up in D.C. We pay attention to those Hollywood names, the Marjorie Taylor Greens, the, the, you know, Nancy Pelosi's, the Chuck Schumer's, the what I call Frank Luntz's roommate, a.k.a. Kevin McCarthy, Mitch McConnell. Like we don't pay attention to our own backyard. I know for a fact I didn't have a clue when I went to the ballot in 2020. I didn't know anybody on school board. I didn't know a single name. On county, com- I didn't even know county commission stood for or what it was. City council didn't know what it was. Messed up in whatever year, 20, 2019, I think. I tried to go vote for my mayor and didn't realize that I couldn't because I technically live in unincorporated Tampa. So I've learned a lot. And, and there's, I've learned a lot about our two counties. So you guys have 17 cities in your county, right? And there's a large amount of unincorporated areas and a big, I mean, we're talking about local elections of all those cities. There was a large proportion that should have had elections this past March, but because there was no candidates there, they didn't have elections because there wasn't anybody running. Yep. I think Tarpon and like Clearwater were like the two cities that everybody was watching because they were the only ones that had like some heated races. This is crazy. So I know you're, are you affiliated with, a part of, I don't know the whole scenario, but RLC, I know you're Republican Liberty Caucus, uh, correct? Yes. All right, cool. So you probably know John Carroll then. He's who I'm learning from. <laughs> Same. He's the one who taught me that there were 11 cities in your county specifically that went unopposed. Like people just, the person out in, it's either Bel Air or Madeira, one of those two. And they've literally run, they've been in that position for like 20 years. Nobody runs against them. I mean, we have a county commissioner who's been on for 23 years. This is crazy to me. So what I always like to do is I, I like to take the show. I, I like to take the, the person that I'm talking to back. So previous to politics, and it could have been a long time ago. It might've been recently. Where were you? What was your focus? Where was your, you know, where was life going for Heather? Like, what did you, what were you passionate about? What was your job? Whatever, previous to politics. And then kind of lead us from that into what made you want to go into, into politics. Oh, I don't, I'm definitely not a politician. I have, uh, I come from an immigrant family. Um, They came here to escape socialism. And I was always raised to be, you are an American. This is America. Anything can come true. You know, the American dream. And I was born here. So I'm, I'm a natural, you know, natural born citizen. And I totally took that for granted my whole life. Um, you know, I, I voted in elections. Um, I never got into local politics. I never understood them. And then, you know, 9-11 happened. And I was, that's where I lived, and I was one of the responders, and that was kind of like my kick into following politics a little bit more, and I helped out with a couple local elections in Jersey and um, some stuff with the, um, the governor, and 
even before that, I'll even take it back even 96, 94, when Christine Todd Whitman became the governor of New Jersey, I was like, wow, women in politics, women can do whatever they want to do. And I got super excited by it. And, but I was just very complacent. I didn't think anything about local government didn't affect me. You know, of course I pay taxes. Like I understood that, but didn't, didn't care in the world. And then the pandemic happened <laughs> and I realized that the government had con- more control than I was comfortable with. <laughs> Um, closing our beaches in Pinellas County. I mean, crazy. for what? For what? I mean, exactly. you're telling people they can't go outside. You're telling people they can't be with their friends. They can't eat in restaurants. Like, I don't know. I just, it just, I got enraged, I guess. I felt a lot of rage. Uh, I was one of the businesses that was quote unquote non-essential. Um, I never quite understood that. Um, I watched the St. Petersburg I don't know if he's city council mayor, um, Kreisman, and he said that if you can't do your job from home, you're not essential and you shouldn't be in your office. And he wanted to just, he wanted the county commission to shut more stuff down. Like he was very against them even opening stuff. I just felt it was very like totalitarian. Like I, it just really upset me. And then they raised our taxes that year because they wanted to, I don't know, pad the budget or something. I'm like, so all of us can't work. And then, then you're going to raise our taxes on us. Yeah. that's. that's... So, and then I was sitting in something with John Carroll and I actually fully intended to run for Palm Harbor fire district. I was like, let me get into some local elections. I'm really passionate about first responder safety and I was taking his class and he was like, you know, no one should ever run unopposed and I'll tell you why. And he went into the stories about, you know, Bel Air and Madeira and all those. And then I looked at my county commissioner's thing and district four only had the incumbent running. I'm like, well, I'm tired of his crap. He's had eight years and he hasn't proven himself to me. So I'm going to run against him. And I changed my paperwork. <laughs> and then I, right at the same time, a third candidate jumped on. So there are three of us running for the seat. Interesting. Funny how that works, right? Yeah, but Sean, Sean's good people. Um, he's, he's like me. He's just a taxpayer father you know, with children in the public school system who wants to see some change. Well, it's good to know that you guys think similarly. Um, I guess I'll ask the question. I don't know who that, who shot, I guess he, who's the current, who's the incumbent? Dave Eggers. Dave Eggers. Mm-hmm. Okay, so and Sean, who's Sean? Sean Price is uh, one of my other opponents. Okay, so just throwing it out there, and, and I ask this of other candidates too: if you saw, if either of you, would it make sense? And have you guys had the conversation? Uh, whichever one of the two of you is the stronger candidate, like out of the two of you, which one's the stronger one? Would the other one support them? We actually legit, I mean, I could show you the Facebook message. Um, If for some reason, when we go to the primary, if there's a runoff and one of us doesn't make it, our team, we already decided that 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 other person's team help each other. That's that's good. Okay. Both of us want to see a career politician uh, finally, you know, just hang his his hat up. (laughs) 
So I, I asked that question. I didn't know that. So, so primaries have runoffs as well? I was my understanding that you had to get 50% of the vote. I could be totally wrong, but I just what my understanding was that you needed 50% in the primary to move on. Otherwise, the top two, I thought, went to would end up right. in the, as a runoff. If there's a runoff uh, type scenario, that, that would be good to figure out. So I'm a strategist, right? Like I'm former Intel, like data is my thing. And this is stuff I talk to candidates about over here. If there's a clear opponent, like I get it. I, I, if I'm running in a race, I don't want to back down e- either. Part of that's ego, but part of that's also a confidence thing. You know, mm-hmm. Do I have what it takes? Let's, let, let's leave it up to the voters. There's some clear indicators. Money and people who show up to your events are some pretty solid indicators. If, if you have all of that momentum, that it would make sense for him to get behind you. If he seems to have more of the, the momentum to get rid of a current establishment position, it would make sense that you, you would get behind him. I'm not picking a person in the race. I just looking at the data, like that's, that's how I look. Um, that's just, that's interesting to see. Like, I know there's a lot of primaries for congressional races, a lot of people stacking into primaries for congressional races. You're the first one I've seen at the county level with multiple people, um, other than non-party. So like school board over here, there's like Mm -hmm. five candidates. And four of them, I think, are Republican. I'm like, of course there are. Come on, guys. Like, you know how this works, right? Like, they're doing this on purpose. This is intentional. And that's why I endorsed one of them. As of right now, there's just the three of us. I mean, that could always change. Qualifying periods coming up in um, first week of June. Yep. As of right now, we have no Democratic opponent for District 4. Wow. So whoever takes the primary takes it. And we'll all appear on the Democratic primary as well. So the Democrats will get to choose a candidate as well. Interesting. So, so there is a chance that we could be on both primaries for the candidate for all of District Four to choose, except for independents, because you know we are closed primary. Yeah. So that's the confusing thing. Our state's so interesting. It is a closed primary, so typically you only vote for your own, but. That stuff for me is interesting because I, I look at – I have all the – I don't have them anymore, but I have hard drives with all the – like the scan images of all the ballots. So I'm looking through stuff, and I'm like looking through Democrat ballots and Republican ballots. I'm like I'm so confused in the stuff that I'm seeing. I thought uh, <laughs> this is a primary. This should be all the same party, but it's not. School board, obviously. Judges, obviously. But there's like other ones. I'm like that doesn't make sense. How could they vote on that one if they're not in that – that's cool. I mean, not cool, but that's it's it's interesting for me to see like the dynamic on that. So, so your thing is essentially your beef is uh, Eggers. What you say, Steve, John, Chris, Dave, Dave. <laughs> I just threw out basic names. I'm gonna get it eventually. <laughs> um, so I would say so. I make this argument a lot here in my county. This is fun for me to just go around and ask people. Hey, you ever heard of and just name one of the county commissioners. And generally, I just name Democrats. Like, hey, you ever heard of uh, Kimberly Overman or Kim Overman? Does that name sound familiar? Or Pat Kemp, Patricia Kemp, Gwen Myers? Have you ever heard of any of these people? Harry Cohen? None of them? No? Mary Ellis Smith? You ever heard of any of those people? No. (laughs) Well, clearly, they are not working for you. Three of them represent you. 
The other one is pretty much South Tampa. That's a district specific. The other three are all countywide. You've never heard of any of those people? Like, no. Well, they're your county commissioners. Do you know what the county commissioner, like, do you know at all how they've helped you in any way? And these are conversations that I have with everyday people and try to flip them. Because <laughs> I'm like, I- I'm sick of ours. Ours are corrupt. I- I clearly yours are too if they're trying to fight and use taxpayer dollars in order to keep their seats. And this wasn't the first time. There was back in the 90s, maybe 94, 96-ish, uh, there was a referendum question for term limits and it was passed by the residents, they wanted term limits for county commission. And then somehow magically, oof, it was gone. <laughs> Technicality, they found a loophole. Of course they did. And that's what they're trying to do for this too, because they, from what I read during or listened to in the meeting was that the redistricting only affected Pinellas County somehow. Yeah, which is weird, yeah, because I didn't, we had redistricting too, but I, you're the only county I've heard of that it actually changes certain seats where people have to run again. There's a, our county, only six of the seven are up. The seventh one, for whatever reason, is not. I don't know if that's redistricting scenario or if it's just how that played out. But um, there's something I recommended to our county commissioners. I th- it might even fit for y'all. Of all the other districts um, who are up for office, have you guys pulled together like the Republican side? Have you guys all candidates of all of those districts pulled together to kind of talk about what's currently taking place and come up with a game plan on how you guys can counter that? Like whatever the Democrats are currently doing, it's something I'll throw out. You don't have to run with it, but it's something that I've thrown out to both the school board as well as the county commission. I think all those candidates should get together and talk about what those issues are here in our county they want to they want to tax the living crap out of us and put in a rail uh a railroad tax and charge us more so that they can you know there's like 15 things that they want to accomplish and my argument is we're not against those things it's just we shouldn't have to be taxed to make those happen you should take your current multi billion dollar budget i'm sure yours is multi billion as well 2.9 <laughs> See, nearly $3 billion and figure out where within that budget you can pull that money to facilitate that game plan. I know that they're, they want to connect that rail to you guys and have it go from there to Clearwater to St. Pete. And they want to take out the right lane on 19 to become a like bus lane so that people can take the the public bus and have a, a, a dedicated right lane. I'm like, have you seen 19 at like 6.30 in the morning at 5 o'clock at night? You can't take the right lane. No. Well, right now, I just saw recent, uh, within the last year, year and a half, they've changed it. Buses, was it PTSA? Is that what you guys' mm-hmm. busing system is? PTSA is literally running. Like, I cannot imagine what the tire service is for that company right now. What, How many tires they have to replace, what that costs. Because it... <laughs> They're running on the shoulder. <laughs> Their policy is to run on the shoulder during rush hour. I'm like, you know how many nails are over there? You know how many, like, everything is over there? And for, like, how many, what, three riders? <laughs> You're right. Right. It makes no sense. 
It's like, you know, like there's just so many ways that public transportation. I mean, I'm a, I'm an environmentalist, so I'm I always push for public transit. And I came from the city. I like public transportation, but not this one. It doesn't work. They can maybe if they can use smaller buses or a ride share or do some other something with that money that makes more ecological sense than, than to run these massive buses with three or four people on them and totally then want to dedicate a lane on 19 for them. This is the same thing that we're dealing with in Hillsborough. And, and I don't know if PSTA is the same as our side. Uh, Heart is what we use over here. They've gone through like three or four CEOs in just the last handful of years, like corruption after corruption. Like there, there are prominent leaders in Hillsborough County that are Democrat that literally called out the leadership within this company saying that it's, it's toxic. It's a toxic environment. They, the money is not used on what it's, it's supposed to go to. Um, I, I wonder how much overlap there is. Like these guys don't understand. The more people like us get involved, we're paying attention. I live in Hillsborough. You live in Pinellas. We're figuring out what the commonalities are. And any local uh, like news outlet, all we have to do is kick some of the stuff over to them, and then they start digging and figure out what the commonalities. Oh, did you know that the money comes from the from this group over here into PTSA as well as uh, this group over here for Heart? And then you need to look at who sits on those committees and then whose family members somehow benefit from those programs. Because there's a lot of spider web weaving that you can you can go down a rabbit hole looking at county commission and who's scratching who's back. Now we're talking my language Mm because I'm about I'd say probably by Monday I'm going to be putting out a web very similar to that for Hillsborough County um county commissioners all of their i have all their all of their contributions and all of their expenditures i'm putting them all into a giant web all the businesses that contribute all the protected voters addresses that contribute all of the uh anybody that donates i think more than five hundred dollars i'm going to be including in this i'm going to be webbing this and anybody that shows up i'm putting all seven all together, and anybody that shows up more than five times, I don't care how many you donated all five to this candidate, or if you spread out, anyone that shows up that many times, you're going into this web. Yeah. And, and look at those, those companies. Those political you, action committees, too, because oh they, yeah, and they circumvent that $1,000 you know, cap of, for donating. Like, and then you see who, who's donating to those PACs. Yep. Add that in there as well. Packs are um, that's that's in between individual donors and businesses. So businesses first, then packs, and then individuals. I skipped that one. Yeah, that's going in there too. And then and then look up the addresses of the person who's donating ten thousand dollars to someone's pack, and then see how they made an LLC like three days after the donation check was written. I'm like, hmm. That is where I'm interested in trying to figure out is how to track the packs, people that donate to the packs. That's the harder point to find. Packs are where things start to get super gray area because they don't track near as well. But I'm interested in it and whatever I can find. Vinick, the owner of the Lightning. Uh, DeBartolo, former owner of the 49ers, but still multi-billionaire here. The, the sheriff is married into the DeBartolo family. 
DeBartolo's and the Vinicks have donated, you'll, you're running for county commission, $30,000 across the seven county commissioners, just those two families together, $30,000. Mm. If they want to hop over, over the bridge, I, I need some money for my campaign. <laughs> as long as there's no connection to it, you'll take the money. <laughs> I just, I was following some of my, like Tarpon Springs is across the street from me, basically. I live in Palm Harbor. But I followed their race pretty close and looked at who was donating to their campaigns because not only also because I'm like, well, if they donate it to this guy, maybe they'll donate to me. So I wanted to look at them up. And some of the donors, I'm like, wait, isn't that someone who wants to build like a 400 unit apartment complex in Tarpon Springs? Like, why are they donating to this campaign person? You know, and then this campaign person's on the trail, like, I don't want any more building in Tarpon Springs. I'm like, yeah, but you took money. You took money from a, a land developer. That right there is perfect. What you need to find is somebody that's good at memes, like memers. Like, there's a bunch of them in my chat tonight. There's a new person that I've never seen. Shut me up is their name. I've never seen that one before. <laughs> but, <It's not> me. <laughs> yeah, there's a ton of memers. Um, you find yourself a local memer, and they put out that kind of content. Like they'll snag the money going into that account, and they'll just make a video. Just asking, I just got questions. Like put a quick clip of that candidate saying, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm against building. Be like, are you though? Like you took this much. Should you just donate that money back? Should you should you send it back to them? I think you should. If you're serious, put it back. Send it back. Like, this is the stuff I'm working. I, I'm about to tick off both sides of the aisle, and I don't care. Like I stand on principle. I'm not here for party. I, I'm. I hate both sides. I lean conservative. Uh, I'm trying to clean up my own party because mm -hmm. it's disgusting. I'm clearly mm -hmm. nothing on the left, but my party's disgusting too, and that's how I see it. So. I'm sure you're very similar being RLC side of things. I live, I, I was talking to someone on telegram the other day and I was like, I don't even under, I don't even know what political party I'm honestly affiliated with anymore. <laughs> I was like, I much. want, I want limited government. I don't want government in my household. Government doesn't parent. I don't co-parent with the government Amen. and I want redundant spending to be removed and like quid pro quo stuff. I it needs to all go. So whatever party that puts me in, then there, there, that's my party. I know. I just want to protect as a county commission, your job is to protect the health, the safety and the general welfare of your residents, period. That's your job. You make decisions based on how does this affect the taxpayer? How does this affect? Are we violating any constitutional rights? Like constitution trumps all. You look at the constitution and go, am I violating constitutional rights by telling my constituents that they can't, you know, go, to the beach and walk on the walk, like on the sand because there's a pandemic. Like how did, like, those are the things I'm like, I, it's a mandate. It's not a law. It was a mandate, but then they're like the stopo with, well, you know, our police officers have been trained to, um, you know, institute fines. If you don't have a mask on and you're within six feet of somebody else. Find me, go ahead and show me in the constitution where I broke a law. Like I, I just feel if our governor decided like phase two, let's open up. Florida is free now. Why did the county commission go? And you know what? We're we're gonna keep this just a little bit longer. Same thing over here in Hillsborough. 
You definitely won over the chat with the we don't co-parent with government. There's like both sides. DLive, Foxhole uh, quoted it. That's a great quote Quote right there, people said. Uh, I would agree. I, I hear Allie. I don't know. Do you know Allie Marie Legg? Are you familiar with her? I actually sat with her at um, Ashley Moody's luncheon. Okay. Yes. Perfect. She, uh, she, I hear her say that often, actually. Uh, a government doesn't tell me what to, like, it doesn't tell me what to do. I mean, it tells you what to do, but it doesn't tell me what to do at the same time. It doesn't. No. We tell the <laughs> yeah. government what the, the parameters are of which we're willing to, to accept. I think people have forgotten that it's we the people, not like the government, you know, and then you're down here. <laughs> Absolutely. I, um, I saw it too. This is kind of cool. Uh, I just sent him a DM earlier today. I was like, yo, was like, you got a picture with someone I'm about to have on the show tonight. And uh, Scott Prezer, he actually remembered where he saw you, Clearwater. He was like, Clearwater. I was like, dang. I was like, I'm actually really impressed, dude. I was like, you're a lot like me. You, it doesn't matter how many places you've been. Like, I've hit him up and showed a picture to him of somebody in the area, and he'll tell me, oh, yeah, we, we, saw, uh, we did some door knocking up in Georgia. And I'm like, how do you just know that? <laughs> like, well done. That, that's, that says a lot. So, I did not yeah. realize how tall he was. <laughs> he's so tall. He is. I know, and I would, he's, he's a very impressive person with his movement. He is. He's a, he's a very effective speaker. Um, he understands audience. And this is something we were talking about in the room kind of after the meeting the other night on Tuesday. We had him speak in Hillsborough. And I, I told, you know, a number of people, I'm like, I'm, I'm incredibly impressed. He understands, he's a performer. Like he is, he definitely understands people and he understands um, how to deliver a message. He knows how to pause. He knows how to get incredibly loud when it's <laughs> important, like to hype up people. He knows how to um, articulate and go specific, slow through certain points. He's incredible. Like he, he's really good. At reading the crowd too, and if you're not so uh, enthusiastic, he pulls it out of you. <laughs> so it was cool. I was going through your pictures. I was trying to find a a good video. I was like, "Oh snap!" She was there with Scott, so I cut it, sent it over to him. I'm like, "Hey, well, you're hanging out with one of my the guests I'm gonna have tonight. I saw you guys hung out." He's like, "Yeah, she's in Clearwater." I, he said, "Uh, something along the lines of she's a great person." Um, I'll go check. I think it's a good one to read it straight up, and I don't think Scott would mind. He said, uh, he said, I appreciate the work that they're doing, is what he said. And he said, love, Clearwater. <laughs> so. It's definitely important that everybody, especially all the people that are moving here in, in droves, that you register to vote. And, you, and I hate telling people to pick a political party because I think that they should have the right to do whatever they want. But primary. unfortunately, we're a closed primary state, so you have to pick a party because if you if you don't, you you don't get a vote. Absolutely. And I was trying to explain that to a couple of friends who are independents. I'm like, you have to wait till November, and then your candidate was chosen already. Like you had no say. I the analogy I often use is, have you ever seen people running for office? Then you get to the ballot box, and you're like, hey, where's so and so? Only to find out that they lost in the primary because their race was primary only like school board or judge. 
if you're tired of going to the ballot box only to vote for crap versus crap, you need to go to the primary, and the only way to vote in the primary, well, I shouldn't say only, really the only effective way to vote in the primary is to be registered as a party. Because independents can vote in the primaries. That's not true that they can't. They just can't vote for the vast majority of positions. They can only vote for very, very few things like school board and judges and certain uh, referendums and stuff like that in their account, their community specific. So I just, it, I mean, I just trying to just relate to people that someone like me, who's, I don't call myself an underdog, but I mean, I'm, I'm technically, I, I'm an underdog. So I'm running against an incumbent and the primary the average taxpayer doesn't really go out to the primary because they don't think it's that important. And to elect change, to make a difference, you have to vote for someone in the primary because it's going to be all the same boys club that's going to go out and vote in the primary then vote and go out for that incumbent and get him back on November's ballot. And then you're going to be like, well, why is he back on the ballot? Well, you didn't vote in the primary. <laughs> Like you missed out on all these candidates who are trying so hard to elicit change in the county and you didn't even give us a chance because you waited till November. Absolutely. This is something I've talked about with Allie specifically. Her race matters even, even more because everything you just said is accurate, but the school board is often decided in the primary. Mm -hmm. You might not even get a chance in the, in the uh, general election. If you get to a runoff, then you get a chance on who's left. So, well, so you've been around, like, uh, you, you've been on the campaign trail, as it's considered. You've been out meeting um, people. What is it that people – so you live – what's your overall area? I reached out to – I don't know if you know Nurse Erin, but I reached out to her a little bit ago, like, before the show and told her you'd be on tonight because I'm pretty sure if you cover – I don't want to, like, dox her, but I think you cover – if you're just west of uh, Tarpon – Lake Tarpon – kind of in that general area, um, I'm pretty sure that covers, maybe it's, I don't know if she's kind of on the line or whatever, but that general area I think fits within yours. What is it that people that you're out there talking to, what are things that they're concerned with? What are things that they want to see change with for their county that you directly, just so people know, there's two different types of candidates for your county commission. There's one that's district specific. Your county's cut into a certain district, and there's a handful that are entire county-wide. So uh, Wednesday was countywide, the whole county. Heather is specific to a district. So what is it that your specific district wants to see change? For pretty much, I'll say, and I can say with confidence because I have the Google forums that they filled out. A hundred percent of the people who have filled out my candidate um, questionnaire have stated the same things as the reason why I'm running. Like North Pinellas, um, so District 4 is Tarpon, Palm Harbor, Dunedin, and then Oldsmar and Safety Harbor. So it's pretty geographically wide. It's, it's a very large, um, you know, mileage. But we, I, I call us the, the forgottens because every time things come up in meetings and decisions are made, it's always based on Largo and St. Pete. And they forget that we we're diff- we are different. We're more suburban. Um, we have a lot more single family homes. We our most homes are you know two car homes. We, we don't take public transportation. Uh, it's just we're it's just different. We're North County and District Four. The constituents 
are worried about it changing because they see it slowly happening because a lot of them have been here and knew when the area was orange groves and one lane roads. And now it's, you know, subdivision after subdivision going up. And I've seen the change. I've only been here for 10 years, but just in my area alone here in Palm Harbor, we have four subdivisions going in right now in land. That was an area where water runoff went to. It was where all of our seabirds were nesting. There was gopher tortoise habitat. Um, there was, you know, different species of pine trees, which were needed for, you know, nesting for different types of birds. And it's just gone. And then everyone's on the Tarpon Springs community page saying, why is there so much wildlife in my yard? Well, wh- where are they going go? to go? You just took down every last piece of open land in this tiny little section of Palm Harbor. Like, where do you expect the wildlife to go? And then where do you expect the water to go when we hit, when we have our next, when we hit, hit our rainy season? You know, our storm sewers weren't upgraded. You know, we're adding all these people and homes onto the, st- the storm sewer or the sewer system, but it, nothing's getting upgraded. The road's not being widened. And if we do widen the road, we're going to destroy small business that run along alternate 19. Yep. Well, you're seeing that. I, I remember I used to drive Uber. Um, I remember driving over in that area and there was a ton of 19. It was like all construction and you just saw a blue sign that said what that business was that kind of pointed you towards the business and you had to go off road over some construction uh, area to get into that parking lot. It was rough. And I I know you just mentioned too, um, I remember seeing this on your website in regards, I don't understand this question and and maybe you've come up with an answer since then. Maybe it's still (laughs) unknown to most people in this, most of these counties. Why when I pay my water bill, and the non-rainy seasons, I pay a certain amount. During the raining seasons, I pay more. As rain falls from the sky into the freaking sewer, I'm paying for runoff from the rain into the sewer. And I don't understand that. And I saw that one of your posts. Did you ever figure out why we're paying for sewer runoff? Uh, when I called the county, um, it wasn't for water runoff from raining. It was um, for sprinklers. I was like, why am I, I asked if I could put a separate meter in and pay for water only for my sprinkler system and then pay water and sewer for my house. And they they told me that that wasn't allowed in the county. I'm like, so you're charging me for sewer that I'm not utilizing. So you're, you're basically taking money from me when this water is not entering this. And it's a significant amount because during the time when I didn't need sprinklers put on, my water bill was so insignificant. And then when my sprinklers run, it gets, I don't have reclaimed water up here. Like we're not, we don't have access to that. Um, someone told me that I can dig a well, which I did not know that I was allowed to do that. Um, but I don't know if my HOA would allow that. But I mean, there are some other options out there, but my biggest one was I'll pay to put the meter in, but then like allow me to have one. So then, but then as I'm researching it and I don't, I don't have a finite answer on it, but Apparently, the water meters in Pinellas County are supposed to be changed out soon for everyone's home or sections of Pinellas County. And the company that, I guess, when it went out to bid, the company that was chosen isn't licensed to do that kind of work. So I'm kind of wondering whose brother's uncle's father is it that got the bid. That's interesting. Because the meter, okay, so not for water. 
but the electronic meter, they're doing smart meters for my whole area. And I fought it. I would be kind of a jerk for a moment because the guy who showed up to my door was telling me that um, I needed to switch. And I was like, I don't want to switch. I, I'm okay with the meter that we had before, the analog one, the little disc. I'm okay with that. And they said, well, everybody in the area is switching over. I was like, okay, well, do I have the option not to? He said, yes, but uh, it's going to cost a little bit more per month. Because um, I was like, why? So you're going to charge me extra because I want to go with the analog route? He said, well, someone's going to have to come out and run their meter. I was like, didn't you just get done telling me that there's a new automated system and most of the people in the area are having their meters run? You said, yeah, well, someone still has to run it. I was like, it sounds like they have a lot less houses that they have to go check. So why should I have to pay more? In fact, I should probably get a discount. And he's like, well, he, he like changed it. And he was like, uh, well, your, your neighbors uh, are all signing on. It's like, I don't care what my neighbors are doing. My neighbors are uninformed. I was like, my sister had a smart meter put in her house up in Maine. And within days of them having it installed, the vast majority of the people in the house were having nosebleeds. I was like, I would prefer to pass. I, I'd like you guys to test on all my neighbors. If they're willing to jump on board, go for it. I don't want it. And he basically, he had, I'm not trying to be mean, uh, you know, I just don't think it's a good idea to send the guy with a, a potential, you know, not a potential, he had, he had a speech impediment and I'm not picking on him, but that's not the guy you want to send to tell me the phrase, like, I have it installed in my house and I don't have any problems. <laughs> I'm like, really? <laughs> Come on, dude. <laughs> it's probably the meanest I've ever been, but at the same time, I'm like, stop trying to sell me something I don't want. I don't want a smart meter. I don't. I didn't want it before. I don't want it now. Okay, cool. Like all the houses can communicate and you can find out in real time that, you know, power's down. I'm like, I'd rather not have that. I'd rather, you know, like, is my power on? No. Okay. Guess what? I don't have power. I don't really have to communicate with anybody else to figure that out. So. And then we don't have any options for other water companies or other electricity companies. Like we're just stuck with who we have. It's such a, it's crazy. The state of Florida only has four electronic, co electrical companies. Tico, F, uh, Florida Power, Light, uh, light and Power, Florida yeah. Power and Light, one of the two, and like two other ones. That's it. The whole state. Uh, what's, is it Duke? And I have I think, Duke over here. Okay, so Duke's over that way. Isn't there, is it Duke Energy that has like some sort of a, um, I don't even know what it is. A movie theater or something? Is that what's over in your area? Because I thought that was one of them too. It had something to do with energy. I could be wrong. Maybe it's not. I don't know. I want to no, say it's down no. by the Mahaffey Theater. I think there's another one. I want to say it was like Duke or something similar. But that doesn't matter. I was mostly just curious. So so that's stuff that people are running into. That's stuff that your constituents, like they're, that's part of it. But for them, mostly it's it's... They're tired. They are scared for traffic, for sustainability. Uh, we, I'm just recently, I mean, finally, 2022, we have like a sustainability person on the county. We never had a per like, how do we live in an area that could be decimated by a hurricane at any given moment? And we don't have a sustainability coordinator. So I'm finally, I'm happy to see that there's finally a voice for nature. <laughs> on the county level. Um, but that's what North, North can and people think that we don't, we're, we're all about, you know, money, 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 but these people want to live in their single family homes 
with their yard and they don't want the government coming in and telling them what to do. They don't want to see 8 billion cars idling stuck in traffic on Alt-19 because there's more people than there is roadway. Like they're, they're absolutely tired of the traffic in North, you know, in North County. They're just tired of it. I mean, not that I can fix traffic. I'm not, you know, I have no magic wand, but if I can be the voice to stop the excessive building, then I'm going to be the thorn in that person in the county side. I like it. So somebody said Duke Energy Center. I knew that was out there. It's in the, it's in the area of the Mahaffey. There's this, they got like really cool lights. That, again, I only know because I used to drive Uber and I would pick people up and I know I've, I've driven in that general area. Um, so I know you don't have a magic wand, but have you thought about what things the county commission can do specifically to try to curtail some of those issues. I know one of them is stop building housing and everything uh, in that scenario. Is there and, anything else? And the density. They're, they're changing the zoning to allow for, for like higher rise condos. I know there's one going in by Sunset Point and Belcher down in Dundee and Clearwater. Um, like they're putting in a, a and they're, and it's not even affordable. These are like, massively priced units going in in that area that's just obstructing it doesn't even match the community like and one of the commissioners made a statement about how her vision for Pinellas is to be kind of like a Miami with nothing but high-rise condos and multi uh, high occupancy dwellings and that and I, I I hear like Klaus in the back of my head going you will own nothing and you will be happy about it because that's how I feel when they're, when people are like, oh, we don't want single family. We don't want any more single family homes in Pinellas. I'm like, but North County, we're, we're, this is suburbia. This is why we, we want to raise our kids here. We bought here specifically to live in a small community and you're destroying it. <laughs> you know, so, it's become an asphalt jungle. I'm, and it's, it's, people are just, people are really tired of it. No, that's all. And it's good to see somebody that's passionate about that too, because that needs to be said. Like, it's one thing if downtown St. Pete wants to build all the high rises that they possibly can. I'm not. not saying that's a good thing but that that area if there was an area in pinellas county where it makes sense clearwater downtown clearwater beachfront clearwater and downtown st pete those areas make sense for high sky rise you know hotel or not hotels i guess hotels but for for apartments and stuff like that dunedin dunedin's yeah. like a a very it's it's a i use the word quaint Right, it's very small. It's very, very villagey. It is. It's like one of the coolest places to just, if you can find parking, to park mm -hmm. and just kind of walk around. There's a lot of mom and pop shops. It's just very uh, quaint. It's very tiny. It's 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 you blink and you miss it and you're past it. But it's very tight knit and it's 
it almost doesn't fit in the general area, but that's a good thing. I have some friends that live in Dunedin. There's different parts of Dunedin, but like the downtown part down there by the marina, it's like it is it's very uh personal shop owned and and I mean there's a there's some bars in the area I ticked off when, you know, COVID was taking place and I didn't want to wear a mask and cuz I just thought it was stupid. <laughs> but outside of that, it's a very nice area. It, there's a again, it's Small businesses are what run the local communities. Small business is the backbone of America, and we're the we're the ones who employ the most people. And if you want to pave over, you know, paradise to put a parking lot and, and a Walmart supercenter, then you're losing all the charm that made Pinellas County where I chose to move and, and raise my children. And I, I think a lot of residents are to they're at their breaking point where they're tired of seeing their taxes going up because, and they're tired of their schools being like eight, you know, the state says you're supposed to have 18 students to a teacher. And there's some schools where there's like 24 kids in a classroom. A friend of mine teaches at one of the middle schools and she's had more children on her roster than she had desks in her classroom. I'm like, why are we allowing condos after condos after condos to go in? And, And we're not like I know when the not Anclo when the mirrors project went in, they said we'll let you get a certificate of occupancy, but you need to extend the road out to 19. Like there was other things in there they were supposed to um, build a hurricane shelter, and I don't think that ever happened. So they built this road. Well, why don't you tell the developer, okay, you know what? We'll let you build on this land, but you got to put a new school in. You got to put a new wing on the school. You got to put a new a second floor on the high school. Something. Instead of, oh, we're going to build and we know the road can't support it and we know the schools can't support it, but we want the money, so we're just going to let you build. This is our biggest problem. That's our, our problem over here in Hillsborough, too, is builders. That's, yeah. that's and then, what I'm seeing going through all these county commissioners, money after money after money, going builders from builders and builders and builders. And then when you have a county commissioner who's also a real estate land developer at the same time, it, it's like things that make you go, hmm. Yep. You know, or you have county commissioners who have spouses who serve on city councils that directly have a, a relationship with each other. This is stuff that needs to be exposed. And hopefully in time, I'll be able to hit Hillsborough, Pinellas, Pasco, Hernando, maybe down to Manatee and, and possibly Polk, but like the general Tampa Bay area. But this is stuff I'm, I'm looking to and interested in. If I was in your position right now, what I would be doing, nothing against personally. Again, I don't know who the guy, you know, Dave, I don't know him from anybody. I couldn't pick him out. Don't even know what he looks like. Uh, but what I'd be doing is I would be looking at some of those developments that have been passed in areas where they should not have been and see, like, look through how he's voted. Yeah, Bee Pond Road is one of them. Um, And I found this one trolling the internet. Um, He put a ad, a Facebook app, you know, boosted whatever advertised ad out for something. And it popped up in my thread. So I was like, let me look at the comments. (laughs) So I'm reading the the comments are pure gold these comments because and then this one person constantly wrote hashtag vpon rose so i had to look this up and it it was like a a housing development that went in that just just wrecked the community and like pissed off everybody that lives and it was years ago and they are that still that mad that they're making that hashtag on his posts 
you should reach out to that person and that like literally i'm just this i just did a, like a 30 minute video yesterday on what i would do like free advice for candidates if you get bored later and want to go check it out it's like 30 minutes where i just gave advice for candidates who are bootstrap who don't have a consultant who are just kind of trying to figure it out um i actually think you guys are the most dangerous because you could do stuff like this i would go to that thread i would look through all their comments and find the people who are ticked off at them especially if they lean conservative but ask them like what are you ticked off about really be ask them would you be willing to sit down and like kind of interview with me and like i'm curious to know what your issues are you're going to win that voter over first off because they already want that person out and the the people in their sphere they're going to talk to other people about you as well but really you learn their issue and you learn it in depth and you can actually use it grab that picture that video whatever it is and you can put that out on social media did you know this is what people in our county are saying why are our leaders voting in favor of this mm. and you can literally leverage that as content against yeah. i mean we all know why yeah money yep <laughs> it's all about money i mean we have a 2.9 billion dollar budget and they're they're talking about raising it again and i'm like wait can we i can't even get all the information that i need um to make a judgment about where there could be things that could be fixed or I don't know, improved upon, I'm going to probably have to use the freedom of information act to get the information that I need because it's not, I, I'm combing through public records and I can't find the information that I need. I know that life in Florida. It's called sun, sunshine law. FOIA is more of a same concept, but FOIA is more federal, but essentially the same thing. Yes. Public records. Um, right. Jake, I guess big Jake, six foot five. He lives in Pinellas, been there his entire life, if I read that correctly. North and uh, south Pinellas. Um, he says he's actually curious about both of our thoughts. I read your question. I don't have an answer because I don't fully understand it. Um, on housing prices versus density, what's the balance between the two issues? Do you have an answer for that question? I, well, the density thing is a big concern for North Pinellas because they don't want the higher density. The pricing has just been ridiculous, but I mean, can we sure. tell private, but can the government really come in and tell a private enterprise how much they can charge? Because I think that's government overreach. Uh, they tried that in St. Pete. They want it um, like rent control. And it's like, I mean, I'm a part of me is like, yeah, you know, I grew up in a very urban run down, you know, ghetto life. So rent control in my back of my mind is like, yo, we need rent control because people need to be able to, you know, afford to live. But then that other says, how can the government tell a private landlord how much he can charge? And so, I mean, if the government really wants, or Pinellas County or St. Pete says, you know, we need rent control departments, then the government needs to purchase the building, keep the upkeep of it, and charge the rent and take the money because you can't tell a private landlord to say, oh, you know what? You can only charge $800. We know your expenses are 745, but you still can't charge more than 800. Like you can't tell, you don't tell an OBGYN how much they can charge for a pap smear. So how are you going to tell them, tell a company what they, you know, that can charge? It's just the government needs to not have any, I mean, but I, I feel for the people who can't afford to live where, because the rent is going up. 